You are watching the Hoop Central podcast right here on Spirit Live. Yeah. Hey. Hey. I don't know where I'm going with this, but Ooh, I try to I try to make it like not even a beat, you know, like a climactic opening. You know what I mean? Like you know when um you know when there's like like Rocky, right? And you know he's running in the street and he's going up the stairs. Mm. I know this music has that what I was doing there is nothing even close to what that sounds like. But I hope everyone got that picture of like, oh, whoa, something big's about to happen. And guess what happens? I just go on a tangent that makes no sense. You know what the producers of the original Rocky film should do? They should hire you to be the new cinematographer slash oh. um, music uh, coordinator slash director slash um, floor director. You know what? You know, you're professional. You know what I'll it. say right here? And uh, before we actually get into the podcast, this is a pretty big opening, but you, you made my mind race. I had a YouTube channel when I was younger about like in elementary school and stuff, and I made a video. I titled it a short film, and oh. it was probably the stupidest thing that you could see because, 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 before Malik ends up gassing me on something he's <laughs> never even seen. I was using a Nerf gun, right? I was Ooh. using a Nerf gun, and I uh, was holding my camera in one hand and trying to make it look first person and I was shooting at imaginary things and acting in my head as if there's things there and didn't even bother editing anything there so the video just looks like it, it's completely silent like there's no voice there's just me <laughs> grunting and just shooting the air and thinking that people would understand what I meant did, did you do the pew pew not at all it was just silence, <laughs> awkward silence. And um, you know what? This is a basketball podcast, so I don't know why I started off that way. But That was very cool. This is just, uh, you know, you guys get to know a little bit about me, know a little bit about Malik. And I hope that I've improved in my entertainment value over the years. Would you say so? I think you've, you've exceeded your entertainment oh, value man. over the years. Exceeded. I'm about to... I'm about to, oh gosh, I'm about to cry. I'm about to cry with the way that you make me feel, make me feel. But um, with that being said, welcome, ladies, gentlemen, any other creature that is a fan of basketball, I don't know what else there is, but uh, to the Hoop Central podcast, I'm your host, Nakeem. Alongside me is my boy, Malik. You got anything to say, add to your name? You want a nickname or anything? Malik, the main man with the marvelous plan. Wow, Malik, the main man with the marvelous plan made to Marrera. That has to be the longest name that's ever been out there. But uh, we appreciate you all for checking in the Hoop Central podcast right here on Spirit Live and also on Spotify, the best place to talk all things hoops. And we go in depth with everything, not just NBA, but we talk about G League. We talk about college as we have, as the March Madness has been uh, at, a, at its peak. And we'll probably touch upon it a little bit later on this episode. But Malik, little bit of a teaser of what to talk about there's been a lot of things that have happened in the nba as of late especially as early as last night of the night that we are recording i like how malik malik made the rundown for this episode and i love how he worded this he said <laughs> the the first segment is miami heated exchange with jimmy butler i like it there the miami heated exchange i'm expecting you to put the you know that little sound effect there three 
I'll put it right there. I'll put it right there. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be like mixed in with your voice and the uh, the actual sound effect. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I have some thoughts on this. But before I give my thoughts or anything, Malik, why don't you tell the people exactly what happened uh, from the knowledge that we have of this incident as of now? Well, since the inaugural season, of, inaugural season, my apologies, of the NBA, you know, tempers flare. Um, you know. A team works as a unit, and it's a family, and sometimes arguments can arise, and people have different opinions and perspectives on the play that needs to happen in order to secure that W. Sometimes uh, sometimes people are overshadowed, sometimes people do disagree with the calls and the playbook, and that happened because Miami went on to lose 118-104 to the not, not, uh, Jordan Poole and the yeah. Golden State Warriors because they had no Curry, they had no Clay, they had no Draymond. And they and, had no James Wiseman. And, and even no Otto Porter Jr. And no I think Otto he Porter was too, Jr. He's a key so, role player. So Miami went on to lose that game as the first seeded stacked Miami Heat. Fully for, healthy. Uh, Eastern Commerce fully healthy team. And uh, tempers flared between three individuals. The head coach, Eric Spolstra, star player, Jimmy Butler, and uh, our, our our old pal veteran, <laughs> Udonis Haslam. Nikim, what are your thoughts on what escalated between those three and how it occurred? Well, what do you think? What are your opinions on this? Yeah, I'm... We don't know exactly what happened. Uh, Eric Spolster made a joke and said that they were uh, discussing dinner plans for after the game, which is kind of funny. <laughs> but um, it's just interesting as to how people are reacting to this. And I mean that in a way of this is not anything new with great teams. I think people expect great teams to have this sort of chemistry where everyone's on the same page at every single moment and that no tempers are going to flare. Tempers are going to flare. People are going to disagree on a lot of things. Oh, yeah. And I think maybe 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 it could have been a play situation. Maybe Eric Spolscher wanted Jimmy Butler to do a certain thing in, within a play defensively or offensively, and Jimmy was thinking that it should have been a different way and had a disagreement that way, yeah. and he probably thought he was right, Spolscher thought he was right, whatever the case may be. And obviously, Udonis Haslam is um, all for the team, and he's one of Spolscher's like, right-hand guys from the very beginning, so oh, he's going to ride for Coach Spo. Oh, yeah. So I think that's where that little altercation happened between Butler and Haslam, the one thing I don't like about this is be is mainstream media is going to take run with the narrative A field of, day. of, A field of day. Jimmy Butler being that toxic environment, that cancer in the locker room, when entirely the opposite thing is what took place. I actually believe that this was great for Miami. Yeah, absolutely. I think when you have a team with a certain amount of players that have the same vision and mission to accomplish oh, and they bars. have higher ambitions to win bars. a championship, oh my gosh. then I think those are positive problems. Just like uh, this year and last year, you, you have the Toronto Raptors, for example. How about that whole thing with Siakam and Nurse? Siakam wanted to prove himself. That's a great and point. And he's like, I want to get out of this slump. And, and Barnes even said, you know, Nikim and I were watching a game one time and uh, Matt Devlin, which is one of our one of our beloved beloved reporters in Toronto Raptors history, he said that uh, Scotty Barnes is actually really disappointed, a, a little bit upset at Nurse because he wanted more looks. Yeah. He wanted the opportunity. So when players and coaches have different opinions on the game, it's all out of love in a way. Miami, as we said, they're good. They're going to be a top three seed in the Eastern Conference, and um, they're not going to have to worry about playing, but they might have to worry about who ends up being their matchup due to the playing. Exactly. that can easily be... Probably, in my opinion, the scariest eighth seed to ever, ever be a thing. Ever 
view thing that's crazy and i guess i guess i guess a transition i can't believe we we're getting into the last couple weeks of the so 2021 2022 so nba fast. season and the crazy part is the seating has even been decided oh things, things could change in the span of a, a day day by day and things will change all the time everyone's so so close and one thing that just came out is uh was it was it for this week or next week you'll have to correct me but Kyrie Irving is going to be able to play home games. I think next week, starting at the beginning of next week, the only thing that remains is the Toronto mystery. If he is going to be if able to play to, in Toronto. That's up to our prime minister and our uh, premier and mayor. So we'll see what happens with that. If I'm, uh, as we are based in Toronto, if I am premier Doug Ford, I'm going to be watching this. And I the day after the play-in game, if the Raptors are in the play-in, yeah. That's when I'm making it. I'm taking away that mandate. Nope. I'm making sure nope. that this team has any advantage they can because Kevin Durant alone. You, everyone hears the the phrase of this team or not this team. This player can win you a game, right? You like Durant versus like, the Raptors. Just is... that player alone can win you a game. We hear that phrase I, I all the time. Even, I don't want to think about Kevin Durant versus the Raptors. It's just Kevin Durant not only oh, can man. win you a game. He can win you a series. He could win you that a series. Just him. That is how good Kevin Durant he is. He could take on anybody. We could have our best defender, OG Ananobi, on him. And it still won't be enough. You could double team 50, him. 60% shooting still from the field. I, I have so, Nikim and I have, you can see that Nikim and I have so much respect. So much respect for Durant and his style of play. Yeah. How style of play on the court. But that poses the question. I guess we'll start with the Eastern Conference. Nikim, realistically, out of, you know, right now, it's Toronto, Brooklyn, Charlotte, and Atlanta. Realistically, out of those four teams, say it started with all full healthy rosters, everything, no mandates. Actually, no. We'll keep the mandate just in case because Toronto's rushing Brooklyn. <laughs> out of those four teams, who's making it out? Out of those four teams? Who's, who's making it out? Who's making it out? As much as I want to go with some of the underdogs, I just I think it's going to be the, the seven and eighth right now. I think those are the two teams that end up making it into the playoffs. I don't for Charlotte to win two games, for Atlanta to win two games. That wow. means you're gonna have to. You're, you're obviously gonna have to beat who you're facing, which is for Charlotte, Atlanta, for Atlanta, Charlotte. But then you're also gonna have to beat either the Raptors or the Nets. And I don't think that is a, especially with. It's easy to beat the Nets or the Raptors in game seventy-two of the regular season, but when it's a one game. Everyone knows that this is Everyone's potentially back. the last game of the season. Oh, back, back to the wall. Oh, he's back. Flynn's back. Trent's back. Van Vliet's like, Atlanta's just not the same team as they were last year. Nowhere close to the same defensive unit as they were. And even offensively, a lot of people just don't show up as much. Mm-hmm. Charlotte, I just think they're still a little bit too inexperienced. Yeah, They have made great strides towards being a playoff team and at one point they were seventh and they, they dropped all the way down to ninth yeah. and i just think that they're just one more year away from getting there one more year from one more year <laughs> one more year from one more year that's the most haunting words raptor fans have ever heard <laughs> or was it two years away from being two, two years, years away, away from being two years away i think yeah <laughs> but um for the east i think i'd have to go with um toronto and brooklyn do i have to say which order they're going to be in like who's seven who's eight oh uh, no you know okay, because i think i think uh, yeah but yeah, Oh, yeah. I'll go between those four. I'll go Raptors and um, Raptors and uh, what's uh, in Brooklyn. But I do feel like 
Cleveland might drop into that plan. That's my bold. That's I my feel bold. Like, yeah, take. You know what? With that Chicago W over the Raptors, I feel like they got a little bit of momentum going. Yeah. So we'll see what's gonna happen with that. Boston's far off. How about you? They're what do you? It. What do you think? I I say the exact same thing. I okay. say Toronto, Brooklyn's gonna make it. I could actually see Atlanta maybe upsetting. Brooklyn. I, I don't know why. I feel ah. it. You, 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 you know I like Atlanta. I know you do. You know, I, like, I think just... I had them fourth. I had, them, f- I, had, I had them fourth in my standings. You wow. did. Another... What happened? And I, I had Atlanta fourth. I had Miami seventh. That's The Miami <laughs> one still <laughs> triggers me of how you even thought to have them that low. I don't know. My expectations were low. And, and they said, Malik, relax. That's what they told me. Malik, relax. But yeah, I feel like... I feel the the X factor for me is definitely you know I think having Bogdanovich off Bogdanovich off the bench, bench right now yeah. they have he's playing really well play him on uh, play Okongu play him yeah Okongu him. has been Okongu. arguably better than Clint Capella this year yeah Clint Capella has he definitely struggled he's taken a struggled. major step back to who he was he's, last he's year definitely struggled his numbers are, are I know are for not a the fact same. if Atlanta was to face Philly. Again, they are not beating Philly in a seven-game series. No way. No way. Now with James Harden. No way this time. And you got John Collins out for an extended Uh, period of time. But but they're saying he might be ready for the play-in. Possibly. Possibly. Hopefully hopefully for them. But But I could see Atlanta surprising. Surprising, yeah. Surprising. Catching catching Brooklyn out in shock. But I said of all those teams, Toronto's going to be the one to make it out. Not unbiased. Unbiased. (laughs) Unbiased. I feel like... like, um, with the with us with a full unit with OG back Flynn yeah. back Trent Van Vliet, I feel like we're definitely a force to be reckoned with. Definitely, and I definitely, feel like, and and we're just gonna get better every year. And I'm excited. For, yeah, I'm excited for what's to come. But Brooklyn's gonna be a monster. We already know next year they're they're going they're going places. Yep, we already know that for sure. They're going places. Uh, but yeah, I guess we'll we'll move on to the infamous West Side. The West Side. The West, the West Side. This one's gonna be a tough one. Yeah, the <laughs> plane isn't. Be a tough one. I wouldn't. The plane isn't as prevalent in the West as it is in the East right now because the implications in the West in the in the wow I combined them implications in the in the in the east is like much that. more um there's so much team jockeying for positioning but in the west i think those four are solidified rather than in the east you have there could be a different seven you know what i mean yeah but that doesn't make the west uh, less intriguing because yeah. there's some intriguing things about intriguing the west I, I, I want to start off with this Shaq's comments yesterday i don't know if you heard but Shaq said something yesterday that was very interesting and the me- and media had a field Enli- day with what he said enlighten me so we'll start off with this Shaq commented that he said, if the Lakers make the eighth seed, they will not only surprisingly take out Shaq said they will beat Phoenix in the seven game series. They will beat them, and not not even a surprise. Shaq's like 100%. Lakers, if they secure that eighth spot, they're gonna beat Phoenix in the seven game series. I want to see what you think about that. Do you think that the Lakers are capable of doing this after a horrific, a horrific season? But having that, having that like bittersweet ending winning, it, winning, it looks winning, like, or winning a series against the best team in the whole league it looks like Anthony Davis won't be back in time will he I'm Ooh. not sure but yeah. let's say they don't have Anthony Davis and the Lakers and the, the, the Suns I should say the Phoenix Suns don't have Chris Paul for that series then I will still say Phoenix will win in like five this is I was someone after last year 
to you know uh the phoenix run uh, you had a lot of things fall your way you faced the clippers team without Kawhi and pg for a little bit and uh who else did they faced you you had to, the ad goes down in the lakers AD series lakers. you go up against the they went up against the nuggets yeah i think the so nuggets. and nuggets and nuggets weren't really nuggets they without jamal murray, murray so it's like you had a lot of things go your way so i didn't think this year was going to be anything crazy for them but they are for real and the disrespect that they're receiving not only have they just been dominating the nba dominating. for this past month or so they've done it without chris paul and they're still winning cameron Payne is filling that void really really well really well, really well. And devin booker is whenever chris paul's out he takes his game to another level deandre aiden deandre aiden has been amazing too and for you booker, to yeah just the fact that they have deandre aiden is enough for me to give phoenix the the undoubtable edge because who's guarding deandre aiden you're gonna have what 30, dwight 30 howard? 35 year old 34 30 35 year old dwight on, 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 a, on, on, on a young 611 young, young 611 lottery pick DeAndre i get aiden. that shaq is a that's laker tough. shaq's that's a tough. laker guy and he's laker always guy. gonna rep his lakers but that's just a stupid take in my opinion come on now the Phoenix Suns have been playing amazing basketball compared to the Lakers. And after they get one win, everyone loses their mind about, oh my gosh, the Lakers are back. Everyone's back. Do you think Lakers could get one win? Against the Suns? Yes. Oh, okay. I think I think LeBron can give you one win. Because when he's dropping, when he's going for 50, for some reason that makes everyone else play defense yeah. and they just give it to him because when he's feeling it, he'd be feeling it. Give it to Brian. But then again, the Phoenix Suns are just such a well-oiled machine. I'll give them, I'll be generous and I'll give them one in a, in a seven games. One. So, gentleman sweep. Gentleman sweep, gentleman sweep. But yeah, I would agree with Shaq. I mean, I would disagree with Shaq. Disagree with Shaq. <laughs> yeah, I would say I disagree with Shaq too. I think Phoenix is too much of a force. This year is almost like a make it or break it. Yeah. Because you have free agent in DeAndre and, and yeah. you're going to have to convince him to stay after, you know, treating him a certain way from other players getting their rookie contract extensions and DeAndre not receiving one end you know you want you want to keep those you want to keep those puzzle pieces together you got a nice bench you solidified that you brought Tory Craig back mm-hmm. um JaVale McGee uh, was a huge pickup Javel for McGee them was a huge pickup uh Landry Shamus trying to find a show yes. and then we have Cam when you have Chris Paul come back hopefully and Cameron Payne coming off the bench that's a force to be reckoned with yeah. and you have a solidified starting five uh Mikael Bridges is your best defender by far long wingspan he's doing his thing guard he'll guard most most uh positions for sure one through four and yeah i'm excited to see what this phoenix team and as we go down the board we got in the play-in we got minnesota at number seven los angeles clippers at number eight lakers at number nine and pelicans at number 10 so the span between minnesota and clippers is six and a half games and there's only 10 games left in the season so would you say that minnesota that, that spot's done well clippers are at six and the the gap is six and a half yeah so minnesota has 42 wins on the season and yeah and clippers have 36 yeah they're not gonna minnesota's tough wait wow. so wait 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 so wait who's at sixth uh so seventh seed minnesota minnesota's at seventh and the uh, clippers... clippers are eighth lakers are ninth oh, are oh okay 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 but who's at who's at sixth who's at sixth denver and, and minnesota's already one and a half games. Dal and Minnesota's also two and a half games from fourth seed. Wow. So so Minnesota. Wow. And, and we 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 could talk about Minnesota for okay. a lot. We could talk about we could talk about Minnesota. Okay, right now. okay. So Oof. the so there's a six there's a six game difference between the seventh and eighth. Is what you're telling me. This is what I don't like, and I'll I'll go on a little rant because I know we don't have a a crazy amount of time left. 
this is where I think the play-in should not be legible for certain teams. If I'm Minnesota and I'm six and a half games above this team, and if let's say I go into the play and I lose to them and then I lose again and I get eliminated, but I've won more regular season games than them, how am I not in the postseason? That's why, for me personally, I thought the plane was only going to be in situations where, let's say, there's um, there's like a three and a half or maybe a, a, a two and a half difference between teams with the games that they're behind. Then you have a play-in game for them to determine. But if there's a more than a five-game difference between two teams, I think that's more than enough of a difference to push one team onwards to the yeah, playoffs and yeah. then not have them co- have to compete in it. Like, if anything, just have the Timberwolves move on to the seventh seed and have that first play-in game to determine who plays the Clippers for that last spot. You know, you understand yeah. what I'm trying yeah. to say? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I don't I don't think, you know, if you're a certain amount of games away from a team, there's really no need for a play-in. Because yeah. if, if you're only close and you're close in competition, you're very even, evenly yeah, evenly connected teams and you're playing for a spot, then I can understand that. But if, if it's like that, then, you know, Minnesota deserves, Minnesota deserves that spot. So but, I would say that does really have to be, but unfortunately these yeah, are the rules. And Minnesota, the rules. Minnesota has to win a couple more, and they got, and right now they are chasing Denver. So Denver, better watch out. Better watch out. But going into considering that they are a playing team, I think they're one of the teams that are going to make it. And then we have the Clippers, Lakers, and the Pelicans. Yeah, Clippers are definitely getting ready for the play-in because they're trying to get healthy. Powell, Storm and Norman is going to be back for the play-in. Hopefully, PG is uh, 50-50 to be back for the play-in. They haven't ruled out Kawhi yet, which is surprising. I don't know what's going on with that. And uh, yeah, they're getting healthy. So Clippers are Clippers are saying we're ready. We're ready for the play-in. We want to win that play-in. Yeah. The I'm going to go on a bull take and say that the the Lakers are going to lose to the Pelicans in that first game. Oh my goodness, I like that take. Not only are they not going to beat the Phoenix Suns, they're not even going to get close to getting a chance to face the Phoenix Suns in the playoffs. Brandon Ingram is going to get his revenge, Revenge you're saying. Brandon Ingram going back to Crypto.com Arena and is going to get his revenge. CJ McCollum is a huge ad for them. Let me ask you a question right here. I know, and then we'll probably end this segment and you'll give your your thoughts on who you think is going to be there. Looking at the Lakers team and the Pelicans team right now, currently constructed, whoever's healthy and whoever isn't healthy, which team is better? I argue the Pelicans. Pelicans are the better team. I say so. I don't even think it's a debate. If you look down the line of who they have, you got what a point guard, Devontae Graham. Then you got yeah. CJ McCollum. Brandon Ingram's been out, but he's going to be back Herb. for sure. Herb has been one of the best rookies this year. Jackson Hayes has been amazing. Oh, oh my goodness. After they started his numbers are him. turning up. Jonas Valanciunas. Who is guarding Valanciunas on the Lakers? <laughs> I guess I guess they're gonna have to do like a one-two punch between the Dwight pa- and and, and Wendy and Gabriel, or they're gonna do the Le- the LeBron at five. If I'm the if I am the Pelicans, let LeBron drop fifty. I am not worried a single bit of what anyone else is gonna do. But then again, you don't know what Westbrook is going if he's gonna have a Westbrook game. You think, you think Westbrook would be like, I'm turning up today. I'm turning up. I think they're past that stage where they could just flip the switch, because if they could, they would have, they would have not would've. been in this position. But uh, yeah, I have the I have the the Timberwolves and the Clippers being my seventh, eighth. You know what? No. I have the Cl- I have the Timberwolves and the Pelicans. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say the Pelicans take that eighth seed. Pelicans take that eighth seed. Those are my two. I, I think they're going around. And there's one team that hasn't been talked about. There's one more team who's 
surprisingly not out. And the San Antonio so Spurs are only one and a half yeah. games away from that the last play in. If you if you're the Spurs, are you are you building for the future or you're like let's have some fun and complete this complete this plan and see what see what happens. Just just go day by day. Why not do both? Why not go for the future while also trying to win now? That's the thing. If you're going for a play and you get eliminated, you're still going to hey, keep your pick. Exactly. So Exactly. Why not? I think I, I, Spurs are such a fun team right now. They are. I would love to see them in and the And they already now. have so many young guys. How much more young guys do you I need? I seen playing. Kellen Johnson is out of his mind right now. DeJounte Murray is out of his mind. Yeah. Um, you, you're, getting, you're getting minutes from Pirtle, who's doing great. Josh Primo deserves a lot more respect if yes. he was on the floor. and. We will see what happens in the play in two weeks to go, April tenth. It's going to be interesting. But who do? What two teams do you have getting onto the plane and making the place the playoffs? I'm going to stick with Minnesota and the Clippers. Okay, just going because with the... just because everyone's going to come back for Los Angeles. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Pelicans make a little. Hey, the Pelicans a are little, built for this. A, a little spark, you. a little sparked run, and uh, you know some some very smart uh, smart moves from the gym. What's the GM again? What's his name again? Um. Uh, David Griffin. David Griffin. Even though he he's getting a lot of criticism, but GM, a lot of criticism, but he's making up for it. And then there's a slight chance, like I would say, like a two percent chance, that their savior might come in and uh, you, save the you day. You never know their savior. Mr. I just dropped Mr. him in fantasy. ZM. If he, if he bear comes back. After I dropped him in fantasy, and I'm, someone in that league picks him up, it's gonna be I it's gonna be Casim. It's gonna be Casim. Shout out our boy Casim. Shout out boy Casim. Oh my gosh. Thing. Anyways, but that that's that wraps up our um our two teams that we have in both the play-ins. Yes, yes, sir. I'm confident in that. I like that. I like how we disagreed with that. At least there's some difference. Yeah. Some difference. But um, but, but for you know for the last segment, I have a little fun, not a trivia thing, but yes. just just break it down. So we're either gonna we're either gonna be happy or uh, sad. Oh, but gosh. you know. You know, we we don't have much time, so so we'll do a couple. This will be like the ending, a fun ending. Okay. So what we got? It. So the off season, we, even though we shouldn't be thinking about it, we're gonna talk about it. All right. So we got a police report released an article yesterday breaking down five realistic potential NBA off season trades by Zach Buckley. He's probably a Zach different. Buckley. Yeah, I've seen some oh, articles analyst. from him. So out of the five, I'm gonna do one that I try to. I'm gonna try to entice you. So we'll. We'll classify them. If, we'll say if they're realistic or not, and see if they we'll see if they pull it off. So the first one is Grizzlies go for it all in. Okay. Rockets oh. stock up trade chips. Oh, okay, okay. Houston Rockets receive Stephen Adams, De'Anthony Melton, Brandon Clark. That's bad. What? And 2024 the heck? first round pick, top four protected via Golden State. Memphis receives Christian Wood and and Eric Gordon. That is disgusting. That is horrendous. <laughs> Who? Zach Buckley. Zach Buckley. Have you watched any games of the Memphis? You wanted to get rid of De'Anthony Melton, their backup point guard, Brandon Clark, who has been amazing for them, and oh my, for for those that hey. you that don't know. A uh, little shameless plug here. I am a I'm an editor for uh, Beale Street Bears, which is a Memphis Grizzlies ran website. Yes, sir. For fan sided, so I watch a lot of Memphis Grizzlies and I write about them quite a bit. So I know a good amount about their team. Hey, Stephen Adams is great. Oh great. my gosh! When I tell you that this team is nowhere as good as they are without Stephen Adams, he's great. You're telling me they're going to get rid of him, Brandon Clark? You're getting rid of. You're getting, you're getting the, 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 the meat and potatoes of your team, and the way your team's playing, you don't want to trade anybody. Why would I get rid of? Why would I get rid? Of, Honestly, no. even if you lose this year, run it back. Run it back. The, the thing is with run the Memphis Grizzlies, they're not supposed to be in this position they are in right now. So whatever they do is like great. 
They yeah. could lose in the first round, and that's still a great season because yeah, exactly. there's no expectations for this team. That's yeah. why they're having so much fun. You see them all throwing up gang signs. It looks like everyone's just <laughs> getting hyped out in the post-game Desmond Baines boxing his other teammates. Like, yeah, man. They know they have nothing to lose. That's why they're playing this freely, this open. And the coach, Taylor Jenkins. What's his name? Taylor Jenkins. He should be in Coach of the Year discussions for sure. I'm impressed. But one thing I got to say, why would I trade... For Christian Wood, when I have Jaron Jackson Jr., you're gonna get two big, big contracts. Dude. And Aaron, you're, Aaron gonna get, contracts huge. you're gonna get two players who practically play the same way. The way the reason they're so good is Stephen Adams compliments them amazingly. Yes, oh, Eric Gordon, great is, player. Eric Gordon's a great, great, great player. Shooter, I yeah. think that would be a great fit. But if I'm swinging for the fence to get a, a third player to pair with my duo, I'm going for a guy who wears green. Ah, going for a guy who going wears green. for a gri- guy that wears green. Let you you can you can guess of who you think that might be. Boston, possibly. If I was the Memphis Grizzlies, oh Houston Rockets, you said. No, if I'm the Memphis Grizzlies, I'm trying to go. If I'm gonna swing for the fence and get that third guy to really elevate. I'm going for a guy who wears green. Who can it be from there? There's a lot of great players. Yeah, but there's one who might be the most uh, expendable from there. Star, maybe. I don't know. Definitely not their superstar. I don't think they'll get rid of their superstar. Is it the shooting guard? Yeah. Marcus? No. Oh. Or No, no, no. Their other star player. Jalen? That's who I'd go that's for. That's like an all-in that's, move. I would that's love That's who I'd go that. for. I know that uh, Memphis wants to upgrade, and yeah. Dylan Brooks is on the is on the is on the is in the trade block for sure this offseason, one hundred percent. Yeah, but I think you got to keep the rest. I would say I would say Kyle Anderson and Dylan Brooks are the ones that are, that, yeah. that, that that are the ones that could possibly be traded just to upgrade that two and three spot. Jalen, that could get it done for Jalen, maybe. If maybe. I'm, I thought personally, if I'm going for Jalen Brown, I'd I'd part ways with Desmond Bain. Yeah. I, I think his trade value is really up. I now. think you'd have to go Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, probably Kyle Anderson as well. First round pick, and you get Jalen Brown and someone else probably to match out the, the the team roster wise. I think that is swinging for the fence. I think that's swinging for the fence. And, and if then Memphis got Jalen Brown and Ja with Jaron Jackson, Jaren Jackson and Steven Adams. What do you think that puts them in the West? I know this is kind of off topic and we don't have that much time left, but that puts them up there. I could put them top two, then one. Because they're young, that's a two-way player. Oh man, that get me excited. That, that, I I wanted them to make a deal at the, at the trade deadline to really take this season and just go for it. But but I'm still okay with how they're I'm doing. I'm still okay right with now. it too. I'm still okay. Hey, go Memphis. We're cheering for y'all in the playoffs. Hopefully, you do something 100. percent Hey, we'll we'll do this one for, for a quick one because this one's really exciting and I wanted to okay, mention okay, it too because okay, okay. this was the last one and I saved this one for last. The New York Knicks gamble on Russ. The Los Angeles Lakers add shooting. This says New York Knicks receive Russell Westbrook in the 2027 first round pick. Los Angeles Lakers receive Derrick Rose, Evan Fournier, and Alec Burks. That is the stupidest <laughs> trade. That is the You're stupidest. You that is the stupidest trade I've ever yeah, heard in my I was, life. I was, I was, that is the stupidest trade I've ever. What you? <laughs> what you? The. The Knicks would give up Derrick Rose for Russell Westbrook. 
It says, uh, he says, the Lakers will wash their hands of the Westbrook experiment, consolidate his colossal contract into three more manageable ones, and flesh out the roster with rotation-ready vets who are better fits for LeBron and Anthony Davis. All Isn't... three are capable of creating offense for themselves and others. Alec could potentially lighten James's workload and make his life easier when he's on the floor. Bro, I'm convinced. That's what he says. I'm convinced this person <laughs> is a Lakers fan or something. Because, yes, that's a great trade for the Lakers. Amazing. The Knicks would have to be out of their mind to do this. Aren't they trying to retool in the offseason to get back to being good? Okay. So you're going to trade away Alec Burks, Evan Fournier. And, and maybe maybe, maybe and Tibbs. Maybe, maybe Tibbs wants You're trading. The, the, the one thing with the Knicks is that their shooting is kind of decent and not the best, right? So what would we do? <laughs> trade the only good shooting players we have on our team for a guy who can't even shoot. Hey, um, Tom. Tom calls and he said, uh, "I oh want that. God. I want that Russell that Westbrook, horrible. RJ, Julius Randle, big three. That is disgusting. <laughs> that is like going. That is like going to Subway and saying, "I want a tuna sub, but also put some beef in there." And you know what? While you're putting the beef, put some chicken in there. That's too much. It's st- oh my god. That just sm- can't you imagine how disgusting that would be? A tuna beef and chicken sub. <laughs> Thank you, um, Z- yeah, Zach. Thank you, Zach, Zach gr- I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm sure you're a great guy. Nice but, guy. Thank you, Zach. Oh Buckley. my gosh, this is why Bleacher Report. I, I saw that one. I'm like, Nakeem has to, Nakeem has to see this. Trade. Oh my gosh, if y'all don't know, my second allegiance is to New York Knicks. So just the fact that hearing such a stupid trade. Hey, are you gonna cop that Russell Westbrook New York jersey? <laughs> I know Kasim is. That's for sure. <laughs> He's going to be like, oh, yeah, Russ. Oh, yeah, Russ. I got oh, my you, Russ. God. Shout out, shout out, Cass. We got to get him on the podcast. And we will, soon we will soon with fantasy playoffs already fantasy underway. Playoffs. But uh, we're, in, we're in the first round. I hope y'all I reacted the same way I did to that trade because that is horrendous. <laughs> Malik's just having the time of his life with these uh, with the way things have been going. But um, we appreciate you all for sticking it through and listening to this week's episode of the Hoop Central Podcast right here on Spear Live and also on Spotify. Malik, what's, uh, what's one player that people should look out for and you don't even have to give an explanation just say the name miles bridges <laughs> spindle like siakam, <laughs> siakam. That, that's why I said when he's it. like uh put cheese on a head i pack him like aaron rod oh my god hey he, he, charlotte charlotte's in the plan but watch out for miles bridges because uh he, he might his, make his alter ego his alter ego is in, in, in rap yeah he's trying so, to make it out the nba so, but, so um, that's the player to watch out for <laughs> <laughs> definitely but uh, uh it's been your boy Nikki. it's been your boy malik and we shall see y'all next week peace peace